Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Greetings, boys and girls. It is that time once again. Welcome back to another episode of Corbin versus the World. I am your grief-stricken hero, Corbin David Alba, here on this National Day of Mourning. I am recording on our National Day of Mourning for our dear departed ex-president, George H.W. Bush, or as I like to call him, Bush Prime. Uh, It's a very sad time in our nation's history, and I would like... To let all of my listeners know that I am observing this day of mourning uh, by wearing black boots. So, of course, just like any other time, there's a huge national tragedy. I just find myself transfixed by CNN as they breathlessly cover all of this tragic footage. So I've been watching pretty much every bit of his approximately six day long funeral, uh, which, by the way, what the hell, guys? Like, I get it. He was a president and everything, but we're hitting like comical Viking levels. Like we need if we're doing like week long funeral morning ceremonies, like we need to have headdresses and feasts and possibly a sacrifice. And maybe we bury all of his belongings with him with some like terracotta warriors or something. We just need to commit to the action is all I'm saying. But I'm getting a real kick out of that's not the way I want to phrase this. Um, (laughs) that's a lie. I'm getting a real fucking kick out of watching the funeral proceedings because I'm a goddamn vulture. And (laughs) the thing that's most surreal is also the reason why I hate Trump the most, which is the fact that he is making us look back fondly at the Bush years. And I don't understand if you had gone back in time to 2008 and told me this, I would not have believed you because I have not forgotten how poisonous the feelings were toward the end. But now, you know, looking back, we're like, oh, remember Bush? We liked Bush. All he did was mispronounce words. He wasn't also a big giant asshole while ruining the country. And unfortunately, guys, that's the standard by which we are being measured. I think the person that I feel the worst for in all of this is Jeb Bush, because every time I have seen him during the funeral proceedings, he just looks pissed, and rightfully so. If there's anyone in America who should rightfully be pissed off for the last two years, it's probably Jeb Bush. From having the Republican nomination torn out from under you like a shag carpet to seeing the guy who beat you win the presidency, your mom dies, your dad dies, all in two years. It's basically a country music song. So if you have any money in your wallet, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and Venmo it to Jeb because he needs it for Christmas. Let's give Jeb a white Christmas that he can really appreciate. Also, guys, one thing I was not aware of up to this point, but they kept repeating during the coverage, was that George Bush is currently the longest-lived president of all time, currently sitting at 94 years and five months. Now, who is second place, you might be wondering? Well, at 94 years and two months 
is our boy, still trucking, Jimmy Carter. So with that in mind, I would like to debut a brand new segment on Corbin versus the World. This is Jimmy Watch, in which we all collectively put our energy and our thoughts behind Jimmy Carter to keep him alive for another three months so that the one thing that George Bush is kind of relevant for is rendered irrelevant. So let's put our thoughts and prayers and hopes and dreams and good spirits and all of our thetans toward Jimmy Carter and the houses that he's building and the reruns of MASH that he's watching. I don't know if he actually watches MASH. He's old, so I'm assuming he does. I'm painting with a broad brush, but I don't care. Anyway, let's keep Jimmy alive. Poor Jeb. Rest in peace, George Bush. I don't care about the song, Baby, It's Cold Outside. Let's listen to tunes.
Welcome back to the Jeb Bush Charity Drive. I am Jerry Lewis, and I am bringing you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow while wearing this very cunning Corbin David Allball mask. All of this talk of our dear departed glorious leader and uh, those sorts of things has inspired me to resurrect an old segment. So, listeners, for the very first time, I am bringing back a segment that I have introduced in a previous episode. This is... People who are dead now. And yes, that is absolutely the theme song now. Deal with it. The following people are dead now. George H.W. Bush. Stan Lee. Aretha Franklin. Vern Troyer Burt Reynolds Stephen Hawking Paula Deen And uh, for the record, listeners, that song is People Who Died by the Jim Carroll Band. Jim Carroll, also dead, for the record. And uh, while we are in the middle of resurrecting old bits, I would like to go ahead and continue a segment which I'm sure is the reason why we all came back. This is, once again, the Corbin versus the World Gift Guide 2018, sponsored by the Sharper Image Catalog. Said shorty got gifts, 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 yeah. gifts, damn girl. So the first item on this week's gift guide is the Ultimate Fat Freezer. It's a non-invasive system that shapes your body by destroying and dissolving fat cells. If you need a visual, imagine that someone has strapped a giant laptop battery to your torso. You simply apply the fat freezer pads and unit onto the problem areas, thigh, waist, back, bottom, and select a 30 or 60 minute session. The cooling process decreases fat cell temperature to naturally eliminate them from the body. I don't understand how this science works exactly, listeners, but what I can only assume is that using technology taken from Mr. Freeze in the Batman universe. You are not sending me to the cooler. It actually lowers your body temperature down to zero degrees Kelvin, and the problem parts of your body actually dissolve into the air. You are killed as a side effect, but you do get rid of those problem areas. So for the low, low price of $130, you can get the ultimate fat freezer strapped to your body. It also kind of looks like a bomb. The next item on our list is perfect for the stalker in your family. It's the 12X Zoom Digital Camera Binoculars. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it correctly. We have a pair of binoculars that is also a camera. So if you've ever wanted to buy a camera that is permanently stuck in the Zoom function, you can have it for the low, low price of $200. It actually says in the ad copy, Ideal for surveillance jobs. This is the most blatant pandering I have ever seen since the movie Peeping Tom was made. It also says it's ideal for bird watching, so read into that cover story however you would like. Get up close and... This is a silly thing. $200. Jesus Christ. The next item on our list is very near and dear to my heart. It is the one-touch can opener. 
makes opening cans, bottles, and jars easy when you're so much of a simple bitch that opening a can is just too much of a task for you to handle. Also, the implication that you have gotten so far in life that you are shopping off the Sharper Image catalog, but you are still not totally able to overcome cans that you need a product for it is an amazing implication behind this. But in the ad copy, there's none of the twisting and turning required by manual can openers. We all know how difficult that is, and no sharp edges left behind. A magnetic contact keeps the lid from falling into your food. So that way, you giant simple baby, you don't just drop your fucking lid into your food because clearly you can't do anything for yourself for the low, low price of $40. The King Baby One-Touch Can Opener. So the last thing on this list is something that I actually want. I've been dunking on pretty much everything else on this list, but this is the first thing I've seen in the catalog where I was like, holy fuck, I kind of want this. So I'm going to give a legitimate pitch for this, guys. How do you breakfast? I barely have time for coffee. Chocolate donut? Now there's a better way. This is the all-in-one breakfast maker. For the low price of $90, you get a combination coffee maker, a griddle, and a toaster oven, all hodgepodge together, like they were in David Cronenberg's The Fly. If you put a coffee maker, a griddle, and a toaster oven all together and transmitted them, they would emerge Voltron-like with all of their skills equally represented in this beautiful, beautiful product that is available through the Sharper Image catalog. Here's the deal, you losers. You, when you're making your filthy level one human breakfasts, when you have to walk all the way to your coffee maker and then walk all the way to your pans and then walk all the way to your stupid toaster oven, you have already burned most of the calories that you were going to consume anyway. Not me. I'm an evolved level 50 human being that exists on a higher plane. I shop at the Sharper Image catalog and I don't move a goddamn inch when I make my breakfast. The all-in-one breakfast maker. Don't move a goddamn inch. In just five minutes, breakfast is ready. That's easy. That's quick. That's delicious. This actually is pretty cost effective because I was wondering if it would just be cheaper to go just buy all these things individually and just duct tape them all together. But it actually is pretty cost effective, except there is also an equivalent model available on the Target website for $60. So you're welcome for that. This has been the 2018 gift guide. Here's tunes.
set us free You say it's light, but I can't see And we forgot it all somehow But that's how I back listeners to Corbin versus the world. I wanted to take a brief couple minutes to talk about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. There is a post that has been circulating social media for the past week or two in which one user has been passionately arguing the case for Violet Beauregard, the gum-chewing American girl from the beloved Roald Dahl book series, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, in which one user has been passionately arguing in favor of Violet Beauregard, the gum-chewing girl from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The argument basically boils down to the fact that Violet was clearly the superior choice out of all five of those children. She was the smartest, she was the most ambitious, she was the most business savvy, cared the most about the Oompa Loompas, and she had a background in business because of her father's background as a car lot owner. So I just wanted to take a quick second to kind of alley-oop on this line of thinking in which I am going to agree 110% with this particular user. I think absolutely Violet was the proper choice. So was this a plot hole on Roald Dahl's part, or was this actually a character trait that he gave Willy Wonka so that readers with new eyes could go back and appreciate it? Because my take, listeners, and the reason I'm talking about this is that we need to realize that Willy Wonka, far from being an eccentric chocolate shop owner with very dubious labor practices, is in fact a fearsome weapon of the patriarchy because Willie knew damn well that Violet was the best choice. He saw that from seeing the news footage, but he was intimidated by a strong, powerful woman and the idea of his power being usurped by a woman. So instead, he chose a meek, feeble British boy who has been eating cardboard his entire life and his grandparents all share one bed together and he lives in filth and he'll be happy to be paid tiddlywinks his entire life until Willie finally cedes the factory to him after all of those years. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we need to be looking at this book with new eyes. We need to recognize that Roald Dahl was trying to warn us about the perils of 21st century benevolent capitalism before Silicon Valley ever began, before Elon Musk ever began. Thank you, Roald Dahl, for warning us from beyond the grave. Here's more tunes.
one part in there where I didn't unmute the Welcome back, listeners, to Corbin versus the World. I am your hero, Corbin David Albaugh, and we are just wrapping up this current episode, and I am very thankful that I could be bothered to come and record it because, unfortunately, listeners, I have succumbed uh, to an old addiction. I have started playing Civilization V again, which means it is a goddamn miracle that I am even outside of my house right now because my ongoing campaign to take over the Indian civilization and all of their sweet, sweet jewels is such an alluring prospect right now. And can I just say real quick, I love strategy games. Uh, I started playing them at a really young age because they gave me a really good understanding of geopolitics. I remember uh, when I was like 13 or 14 years old, I was invading some sovereign nation like you do. And my brother was like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm invading India because I'm always fighting India for some reason in civilizations. He said, why? What did they do wrong to you? And I said, nothing. I just wanted their shit. And in that moment, I realized the crux of all geopolitical conflicts. Anyway, that's my little dose of wisdom. Thank you all for tuning in to today's show. Be sure to check us out again next week at our same airtime. Also, be sure to check out any of our previous shows on Spotify and iTunes. Also, also check out the NOCO FM website and check out all of our fabulous shows on that page. Be sure to drop a like on that NOCO FM page and follow me on Instagram at Corbin versus the world. I am going to leave you with a couple tracks that are part of the new metal revival. It's coming, guys. Buckle up and it is spearheaded by our girl Grimes. This is her song, We Appreciate Power.
McConnell. Hello, boys and girls. Just wanted to remind you to listen to Imagine Dragons, because they're a great fucking band. That's the bit for the end. <laughs> <That's> the... <laughs> uh, don't trust that Demon King, Mitch McConnell. This has been a production of NoCo FM.